the champ. Okay, we got to <laughs> Hey, friend. <laughs> you saw that. You yes, saw I that. Did see Miss Fred Harris came up there. How are you, girl? The champ. <laughs> this meeting is. This meeting is being broadcast on Facebook Live. Awesome. Hey, guys. So we all up. Going live. Yo, yeah, I'm going to put this up here and then I'll tag you guys in a minute. But this is awesome. So we already on and, you know, you know, welcome to Sunday Brunch, my crew. I'm so happy we got my guy Vid back, you know, on the stage with us today, giving us the, uh, the, the, the perspective of, uh, you know, what's going on down there in Florida. I got my girl coming to the stage. She's going to have to unmute herself. Um, I was trying to be quick, but we were talking a little bit. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I really wanted her to, to hop in here when we were already going, you know. Uh, unmute yourself. Uh, you I did, I think. Uh, can we? Yeah, yeah she, I can hear. Can you hear As well. Um, you know, and we're going to keep it moving. I want to tag uh, Tamika and those guys on here anyway, because uh, they're not going to be on the show today. So uh, we are keep it moving. But, you know, welcome to Sunday Brunch, you guys. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, we got <laughs> we got we got Virginia Penny Tola on the show. You know? And uh you know, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. They were killing me over here, champ. They were killing me over here. With this <laughs> stuff. I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, I had to break it up. So I was like, yo, who can I bring on here? I got to bring somebody in here from the comments to give them the business. So welcome to the stage. Welcome to the stage, friend. How you doing? I'm doing well. My finger's a little heavy with this first WNBA championship ring, but other than that, you know, I'm oh, chilling. Oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't do that. You're going to make me get up out of my seat and go get, you going to make me get up my seat and go get my three. You're going to make me go get my three. That's how it's supposed to be. That's right. That's how it's supposed to be. Oh, and not like the first God. one, the very first one, huh? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Never forget your first. Never forget your first. Like I'll never sure. forget that first basket. <laughs> yes. There you go. No, so so Goody, I got here. I got here. I thought a little bit late. I thought I was actually late, but you were you were making my grand my grand entrance for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I said. So she already took the sip. So let's go. Let's go on and put up the toast. <laughs> you know for the. To, to, to kick off the 10th edition of uh, Sunday Brunch. You know, we got to bring it, you know, so <laughs> everybody toasting it up. Yeah, um, here's y'all. Uh, today, the other yeah, the other buddy. two uh, goodies angels, you know, they decided that they were going to go you know, be on the lake and on the beach today. So I already gave uh, Meek the business about go going to the beach and, and stuff like that. But she said that she's going to practice social distancing. So I had to leave it at that, you know, um, but I'm sure she will. But I wanted to tag her on everything anyway. So even if she's sitting on the beach 
and she decided <laughs> that she wanted to come in from down there the New Jersey Shore, she could come on in. So, you know, I want to give a, uh, you know, just a brief introduction to, you know, Fran Harris to all of the people that are out there who really don't know about these hook'em horns. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> the hardest of to play and drive you crazy down there. You got the whole audience down there, hook'em horns, and yeah, when they greet you. When they greet you, it's always hook them horns. And absolutely, we, we won a national championship in Austin, which is an absolutely awesome city. You know, the best stake in America. Um, you know, you you were a part of that team that was that had the perfect season. And yep. I, if, if, I'm, if I'm correct, it was it was 97. Not to date you, 34 and 0. <laughs> 34 Go ahead, Pete. About to say 86. It was 86. Okay. So, bottom line is that, you know, there hasn't been too many people have been, that have been able to do that. You know, uh, UConn, they could stand up, but, you know, uh, that that's that's hard to hard to deal with. You know, you USA Basketball, you know, uh, WNBA, the first championship ever, you know, in the WNBA. <laughs> oh, I don't know how long Penny <laughs> gonna sit there and take that, okay? Because I know she's lucky. Gonna I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna have to go get my three. <laughs> you know, Penny getting ready to get up, okay? Penny <laughs> getting ready to get up and go get something. I'm Holy. telling you. I'm gonna have to get my three. I'm gonna get my three. Yep, yep. I fully expect Penny to say, "Show that ring one more time." Show that ring one more time. I'm going to give up. <laughs> and this ring, I'm going to go blank, and I'm going to go get them rings, and I'm going to come on back. Rings and bling. Go get it, baby. So let's, Listen. Right back, I'm going to go get my saying. rings. I'll be right back, Goody. Bring right back. I can't. I knew it. I told you. I told you. I said I was going to make this show exciting. I had to bring it. I had to do I had to do the, the comments first. You know, the sports. And then I'm jumping in there, man, because... You know, we knocked y'all. We we dethroned y'all. So, uh, you know, Houston, anybody that's on here that's WNBA, you know, I, and I'm getting ready to go on my phone so I can see the comments, you know. And uh, yeah. then I tagged you. So, you know, put it live on your on your page if you don't mind. And so, um, you know, it, it's just funny because I just had to do it. You know, <laughs> being in the presence of those two, you know, I got to, you know, I don't mind taking a back seat. I really don't. But I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta get them. I gotta get them. You know, they sit, always, they sit here always sharing stories. So I wanted to, uh, you know, just, uh, look, 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 wait, wait. She, she came back to the camera. <laughs> a little piece of her body. You bling, saw a little piece, she probably... Bling, 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 bling. Oh. oh, I hate it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do. I mean, you know, got blings and rings and things. I had to go. I just said, let me go you know get blinged up. Let me go get blinged up. Oh, that look good there. Look good there, my friend. I'm with you. Nothing like a championship. No. That is hilarious. Nothing so, like it. So, Goody, though, you got to ask Penny how long it took her to get that first ring. Oh. <laughs> and in the world, in the world, Goody, it goes like this. It doesn't matter how long I took to get the first one. I have three. Yeah, I can't. I can't. The only thing that matters is you have, you have one. Oh. Two. 
The middle one, the one, the one in the middle is puffy. puffy. Which one is that one? Which one is the middle one? That's sick. That's sick. That's, that's, the, that's the 2016 one. That was the last one. But actually, yeah. my favorite is the first one because first one. I know you can't see the detail on it, but it's really, I don't know if I can show it to you. It's really, really unique, the design. Mm. And it's platinum. So it's like kind of nice. But if you see all the designs and stuff on it, it's really, really nice. I think, you know, Houston with Fran and everybody, the rings have just been upgraded on cars, totally. what they look like. I actually saw Washington's ring the other day, and I thought they did a incredible, awesome job yeah, on it when yeah. I saw it. It's a beautiful, beautiful ring. And, you know, like Fran would tell you, you know, just to get one, we're grateful. You know, just to have one, you're grateful. Because it, in the words of Jerry West one time, he told me, if you can win one ring, that's one more than everybody else they got. <laughs> a lot of other people yeah. don't even have one. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, you know. Um, but Goody, next time I'm going to get you because when you bring somebody <laughs> on with some rings, you got to give me the heads up. <laughs> yo, yo. No, it was worth it to I, see your face, to see your face, Penny. That, yeah, that's why Goody faceless, did it. And that's exactly. Like, when you see that face, it's going to be all competitors. Penny going to get those rings. She leaving the um, show to get those rings. <laughs> But you know what, friend? When you came up, did you see how excited I was? So <laughs> excited to see you. I did. It's oh friend. So yeah, always loved you, girl. Always loved um, you. Big respect, definitely. Mm. So what are we getting ready to be petty about, Goody? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Say that again. What are we about to be petty about? I, Give me the topics. What are we going to be petty about? Absolutely. I'm telling you, just, you know, from last week, you know, our topics have, have, have been have been so hot, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy and I'm glad to be in the forefront. You know, we are definitely in the forefront with a lot of these topics that are coming out. And Penny and I were laughing about just going back and forth, um, you know, uh, when when like I'm I'm in I'm in New Jersey on my walk and she's in she's out in Cali on her walk and we just going back and forth and. You know, we've had we've had topics all the way from, you know, just the fact that they're going to the women are going to be on 500 acres at, you know, at the IMG elite training facility. And their their circumstances are different than the men. The women have uh, a 92 page protocol. The men have a 100 page protocol, you know, and I think that's because of the gender, the difference in the gender and the fact that we, we all do different things differently we we talked about you know and tomorrow the fact that the women have to report tomorrow you know and the difference between the women and the men and we're going to elaborate on this is the fact that when the women go into the bubble and this is what scares me when the women come go into the bubble it's good for us because we're not we're not going to be allowed to get to come out they already tell you you go in a bubble you, you don't come out all right with the men they go in their bubble and it's free reign they can come and go and i don't think that that's the way that they should operate because now you're putting them in a, 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 a great, great situations because not everybody's going to be responsible. We're going to elaborate on that because we have to, you know, and just talking about the housing situations to, you know, the coaches with the plus one situation and, you know, the vets, you got to be, you know, have to be six year vet. 
in order to get, you know, get that plus one and to, you know, have that privilege and, you know, the lotteries for practice, you know, uh, three days playing games and, you know, always to stuff that's tedious as far as the laundry schedule is concerned, you know, and everything has to be on point. And so, you know, since then, since we've talked about so many different things, you know, I've seen Kenny the Jet on, you know, talking about how concerned he is with, you know, 22 teams going into Orlando, you know, in a hotbed, which is where Vid is, and he can give us a better perspective on that. That's why I'm, you know, glad that he's on the call and talk us talk to talk about that type of environment to Candace Parker opting in um, when there were nine players that have opted out, maybe more by now. Um, we've had 18, 18 NBA players, maybe 19, and, and the number may have grown. I'm, I stand corrected who, you know, prior to even going into the bubble, um, there's 19 of them who tested positive. You know, DeAndre can't go in. And so, you know, um, we'll start, let's start off with this because I think that this is, this is really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading because this is on NBA um, and I'm not quoting from anything that's not already out there. Uh, NBA on ESPN. OK, they put this up on, on, on Dame time, you know, Dame Dime. OK, and he says, my confidence ain't great because you're telling me you're going to have 22 teams full of players following all the rules <clears throat> when we have 100 percent freedom. And everybody don't follow the rules. I don't have much confidence. Let's start there. Go ahead, Penny. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's just like that's like a normal situation. Everybody's down there in the bubble to play, but it's actually like a normal situation, like being at home. You can elect to go out or not to go out. I think I think we all know when there is no boundaries and you have that many people, there are going to be a lot of people that don't follow the rules. That's a lot of people. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. You're going to have some people to go out. I don't know if you saw Stephen A as well on first take when he was even talking about when he was preparing to the win, to the men. He was like, okay, you have all these young guys, these rookies and men. What about going out, you know, getting girls and, you know, being normal in the environment? He said, do you seriously think that these young men, these athletes that's full of life are not going to be going out and bringing girls in, you know, and you know what the rest is, it's going to happen. And, and unfortunately, with that situation, you know, the chances go up that somebody could catch COVID-19. You know, it's a situation where I said last week, look at the smart ring that is supposed to detect pre-corona symptoms that was offered to the NBA. I was trying to figure out how come I never heard that offered to the female players. And then the joke of the matter was that some of the NBA players were like, well, I don't want to wear that ring. It, it can tra track me and detect, and detect where I'm at. And I was kind of confused. I'm like, is the goal is to play the season, stay healthy and come back safe or worry about being tracked? If that right there showed me where your thought process was. Because that wouldn't have been my thought. I would have been like, oh, wow, give me one of those smart rings. I guarantee you, if you offer it to the girls, to the women, they're going to say, give me one of those rings. Because wouldn't I like to know if there's a chance that it could be detected before I catch COVID-19 to have it prevented? You know, that's not going to be a woman's thought. And and I thought it was kind of 
lame because if you didn't want to really be tracked, just take the ring off. It's not like the ring is permanent on your finger, but it showed me where their mind was at. Not all of them, but the ones that were saying that. So, you know, it needs to go to say, if, if, if there are no boundaries, there are going to be rules that are broken. And unfortunately, yeah, COVID-19 will show up in Florida. And especially with Florida being a hotbed right now with what, triple, triple the amount of people affected right now? Your mic. We can't hear you, Goody. Yeah, absolutely. My bad. Uh, I try to mute so this way if there's any background noise. Uh, I wanted you to elaborate on that, Champ. Um, I think it has to be like military, you know, because the, the crazy thing is that <laughs> you've got you've got people, you've assembled all these guys there who have different opinions and perceptions about corona in general. So you got some people, whether they're saying it or not, saying, I don't even think this is a thing. Therefore, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I just want to play and not giving a damn about who else is, you know, going to get affected by all that. You got that. And I think it has to be more than a protocol. I think it has to be a mandate, right? Like a protocol to me sounds like I got a choice. But if the league says, here is, if you come into camp, here are the rules. If you break them, there's penalties, there's fines, there's all of that. And I don't know, I haven't read the manifest, I haven't read the protocol, but I don't know that that's a part of it. Um, and I think it is, in many cases, a life and death kind of thing, even though, even for people who are not taking it as seriously. And so whether it's a woman or the guys, the NBA or the WNBA, to me, we need to change the language from, if you're going to be up in here, here are the things you have to do. And if you don't do these things, we're coming into your cheese, we're getting in your pocket, whatever it takes to get full <laughs> compliance. Right. Because we know if we just make a suggestion and we all know this from being athletes and then you from being in management. If I suggest something, I got a choice in it. If, if y'all say here is what it is and then I'm going to cut into your paper, then I'm going to think about it differently. <laughs> OK. Absolutely. You know? I agree with you 100 percent because, you know, you have players mm -hmm. quoting and talking about the fact that they don't want to leave their money on the table. And right. that's why a lot of them are there. Not all of them are making the same salary. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are out there with Kyrie making millions and millions of dollars. Some of them need that money because of their lifestyles. You know, yep. so, uh, you know, Vid, I mean, you're down there in the hotbed, okay? <laughs> I would love for you to elaborate on, you know, what your perspective is because you're down there in Florida. And, you know, we were just talking about this before we even went live, that the fact that they, you guys were only in quarantine for two weeks. So it's become a lifestyle for you guys. I mean, yeah, it's it's like almost normal for us. So we talk about the difference between uh, where the ladies are at and where the men are at. I mean, this look, Bradenton is not really much out there. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not, most of those people come over to Tampa to have fun or whatnot, or Sarasota, right? But <clears throat> you putting these men in Orlando, one, with a free fall, you know what I mean? You can do whatever, basically. It's up to their discretion. It's a tourist um, spot, and it's not far from Tampa as well. We're one of the hot, hot spots. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I think human by human instinct, if you give somebody a choice to make, they're going to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? And who really wants to be on lockdown, right? 
I mean, especially young men and women, you know what I mean? But especially young men, right? And you got the restaurants open, you got some of the bars open, you got, you know, shopping centers and everything open. They're not just going to be at Disney, um, the Disney Sportsplex, and just stand out there. They're going to go travel to Universal, down to Tampa, to the beaches, to Cocoa Beach, and they're going to be more susceptible of spreading it or contacting it. And once they get it, you know, you got your plus one, but then we also know your plus one is <laughs> it multiplies. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. the more people you in contact with. So, you know, um, I don't think the governor, our governor, Florida's governor, is helping in any of this. You know, um, Penny and I was talking before the show. Um, it's definitely a, a business angle. Um, he doesn't want to implement statewide mass usage or closing businesses. He said he would not reopen businesses. But what did that tell you when we only had two weeks of shutdown? You know yeah. I mean? That means that most businesses, although not at a full capacity, are still open, you know? And so, again, bringing it all back, when you have these players having a, you know, it's up to them to this, um, either stay in or go out. We all know how that is. You know, who, who really, who wants to be in a house or an apartment or wherever seven straight days, go to practice, go play a game or whatever. I think the NBA is really missing the ball on that by not implementing um, mandatory guidelines, you know, being in a bubble as uh, the WNBA players are over at IMG. And, um, you know, I don't know what else to say. We'll just wait and see how this all turns out. Well, let me ask a question. And Goody, I'll, I'll throw this at you before everybody else jumps in. Why in the world as an employer, if you, if, if, your your organization is the most impacted community by this disease. We know black folks and brown folks are just like most things are dying and being affected way more than anybody else. I'm an employer where most of my employees are are black or brown. Why wouldn't I mandate this? We don't we don't wipe us out. Like, is there a conspiracy? What seriously? If I'm <laughs> that's crazy. It, 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 to it, me. Looks, it looks real funny. It really does. You know, and to you know, I don't really want to elaborate too much on it, but it does. It looks funny to, to, especially to former players and us out here looking at it like, wow. You know, now it's really just about that dollar. It it, it really just seems to be about that dollar. You know, they don't want to lose them, 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 them that TV money. If they lose that TV money, then you know they lose the Lord's portion. Now you can't even now now the contracts that you signed, you may have to default on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of this is based on TV. A lot of this is based on money. And um, they're not looking at it from a humanistic standpoint at all. So if you're going to have it, and, you know, all of this, you know, these guys have got to have a curfew. It's not even a curfew. Excuse me. These guys can, once you go into the situation, yeah. you can't go roaming around to Cocoa Beach and go into, <laughs> you know, you need to stay exactly where you are, you know? And this is, this, and this is the thing, you know? You know, Dame even said it. We have a hundred percent freedom. 
Right. Like, why would you do that? You know that people are irresponsible like that. You know, yeah. and then when they don't offer the women the rings, this is really, really bothering me. You yeah. know, we just upon this last week. It's like, why is it that we can't have what they have? And why does it have to be that way? Where we always have to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, to get and the, to add get... the. No, I was also going to say, and to add to that, which 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 baffles me. Like we all know, when you're dealing with the minority of us, like like the champ Fran Harris just said, <laughs> us being brown people, where it affects us the most. How come? And 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 you, we all know this. Besides Vid, who's not a female, why is there one set of rules for the women and another set of rules for the men? when the reality of it is the goal is supposed to keep everyone safe yeah so if everyone is supposed to be safe why is it that when the girls enter the bubble they can't they can't come out but yet the guys have total freedom to to roam around and do whatever they want to do and and we all know that how you say it's like we all know it's going to happen i hate to say it because it's just like we're saying, if you can't monitor it, or like Fran said, take some of that cheese, mm -hmm. get in those pockets, because that's the reason everybody's there anyway. And cheese yeah. is, you know, enough for the people who don't know what cheese is, money. <laughs> that's why everybody's there anyway to try to make money. But I don't I don't understand it. And because here are the elements right here. And it's it's sort of gonna be the same elements that the women are gonna face, but at least the women are controlled in terms of you can't go out. Okay, the men have total freedom. Now, the other element that you have to throw in there that we're not even talking about, okay, who's keeping stats? You got the statisticians. The officials are not um, in the bubble. I haven't heard anything about the officials being in the bubble. Mm -hmm. So now on the men's side, it's a free-for-all where at least on the women's side, you might can test at least the officials. I don't know what they're doing about the statisticians. I'm sure you're still going to have to have some security. You know, and then the elephant in the house, or say the animal, the animal that really can get you, you know what that is? And here's the animal that causes the most danger. If someone's asymptomatic, mm -hmm. they can test negative when you first test them. Yep. And then a week, all of a sudden, they show up and they have COVID-19. And now everybody that they came in contact with has to be tested. Mm -hmm. So... The men's environment, it really, no, it's it's like we're saying, it's all about the almighty dollar. There really isn't that much safety involved. You know, you're putting everyone on the honor system. And we all know the more numbers you deal with, the more the more chances the honor system will be broken. On the women's side, at least you're in the bubble, you have to stay, but you still have the statisticians. Um, you have um, the officials. You have the people um, like... Um, all the other people that are on campus, you may have 5,000 um, acres, but what about those other people that are roaming around? The people that got to go wash the clothes, I'm sure they're coming in contact with somebody else. And we all know that, okay, how am I eating? Uber? Um, Uber Eats or, you know, people going to be delivered in because there is no cafeteria there um, for the women. So, you know, am I going to come in contact with that person? They're just a lot of intangibles, but at the end, not to be long-winded. Yeah, the women always have a different set of rules than the men. Free-for-all and a controlled environment. I don't know if y'all have brothers. 
Yeah, I don't know and if y'all I, have brothers or not, but or 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 cousins who ha, who have their female and male in the family. But it was like the the girl always had like a nine thirty curfew, and my brother was like, I roll in like I wanted to, and it was like, wait a minute, I thought we had a, a what? Wait, what? Like what's going on? Like nine thirty, and he coming in at one thirty? It's the same thing. It's like we just let the guys do whatever the hell they want to do. And then the women, you know, got to be on lockdown. But the other thing is, do we think that the women are sneaking out? Because it's one thing, like, if we just give them freedom, we know they're going to do it anyway. But then are the people who are on, you know, some kind of, they're sequestered, are they doing it? And we just don't think they're doing it because they're sneaking out? Like, I ain't trying to get nobody in trouble, but if I was going to go out, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm having straight phrase in practice. But I'm like, yeah, I was out there last night. And only me and my girl know this. Like, only a couple people know about it. So do we think the women are complying is what I'm saying. We think the women are, are being as as compliant as they need to be. Well, I know. I well, I think we all know that women follow rules a lot more. I'm not saying that we might not have one or two of those. But women, do, women will follow. Man, I hate to tell you that. But women will follow the rules. The majority, well, not all. But I'll say this. I'll say this, not even from like a man woman standpoint. Being at IMG in Bradenton, even if you want to break the rules, there ain't nothing going on in Bradenton. I'm just being <laughs> honest. I mean, yeah, you got 500 you know, acres, man. You can, you can go do whatever the heck you want and not see nobody. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and but you're on IMG, you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about yeah. leaving a facility of IMG, ain't nothing going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to downplay it. Outside the walls. Talking about, yeah, <laughs> but I do want to ask this, and it's more for the NBA, WNBA, and others, but has anybody thought about if a player, while they're contracted, um, COVID, what happens then? Because you automatically, anybody that you're in contact with is automatically on a 14-day quarantine. Whole team. So you know what I mean? You know, they were well, talking and about... And maybe the good. other team as well, whoever mm-hmm. you just played against. So, you well. know, Charles gave it, Charles and Kenny uh, gave it a 60, they gave it a 60-40 chance. And I think that that was high. That this is all it's gonna go all the way to the end. You know, mm-hmm. because as long as they're gonna let people outside of this bubble, and as long as there's people that can live outside of this bubble and function outside of this bubble, like the hotel workers, there's always gonna be a possibility that somebody can catch something. So if they're gonna do anything, they need to really make a correction with, you know, if you guys are gonna be here, then you have to be committed to staying inside of the bubble if you don't just like penny said there's going to be a there's going to be you know a penalty to pay now this is this is this is uh damar and this was his quote he said the ping pong thing is ridiculous to be honest guys can't do this but we can do this and battle over each other the part just doesn't make that part just doesn't make sense to me i i got to page 10 you know i got through 10 10 lines of the handbook and just put it down because it became so frustrating and overwhelming at times. Now, this is a 100-page health and safety manual. So you get to page 10 and you're ready to throw it out, all right? So, like, 
seriously, you know, um, like you making too, there's too many rules. There's so, there's a such thing as, you know, you got too many rules, you know, so that something's going to be broken. And, you know, all of these different scenarios, like people are really, really concerned from the people that are, you know, that, that don't, that can't afford it. Like players like, you know, uh, Van Vliet, who's saying, hey, listen, you know, none of us want to give any money back. And I don't think right. that we should. So now you're putting yourself in risk because of that, because you need money. So, you know, all across the board. But the saddest thing I read, and how about this, you know, turning into your retirement, you know, as a WNBA player. And I just read this at like early in the morning this morning. Uh, you know, Bridget Pettis, you know, she steps away from the WNBA to focus on her community. And here's her reasons, you know, and, and, and I'm watching her all last week, just post up pictures, like crazy mm -hmm. pictures, love this one, love that one. And I'm saying, okay, you know, we know we, we got mad love in the league, you know, but there was a purpose in it. And, and it was for this right here. Bridget Pettis is stepping away from the WNBA with her most recent role as assistant coach of the Chicago Sky. And of course, she was in Phoenix for a long time amidst increasing health concerns for players and social unrest around the country. Okay, she's going to focus on her nonprofit uh, project Roots, Arizona. It's a 501c3 um, that's educating people on how to grow their own food. She's, you know, she's got, you know, in various educational programs, which is awesome, uh, shelter and everything like this. And and here's her reason, okay. And we we, we discussed this, and it, it's gonna go, it's gonna go to those rings, all right. It's gonna go back. That's where it's gonna go, Penny. So keep your mind on that, okay. She said, I asked a lot, and, and this is this is how we get bit. You know, there's two different W, there's two different WNBA players. Okay, mm. it's the one that's going to shut up and play. That does exist. Shut up and play. So when the president said that, you let these players get <laughs> offended all you want to, because there are players that shut up and play. And yep. then you got us. You know, and I'm in this category. <laughs> all right. Then, then there's us. All right. Yeah. We get pushed to the side. So you know, we opening up a whole lot of cans of worms, and we just going to put it out there. I got a show, and I'm just going to talk about it. So you know, either let us in, or you're going to hear it. Okay. I asked a lot of questions. And that's not, and that, and and not too many people were happy about it. This is how she opened up. I asked mm -hmm. a lot of questions, and not too many people are happy about it. I discovered that some medical staff of teams not only believe it's not safe, but also the women don't have enough resources. Do I need to read that again? The women don't <laughs> have enough resources. Okay. Right. As the NBA do going into their bubble, you know, and this is our issue, okay? And if the NBA, WNBA cannot upgrade the situation even more with safety, I feel the WNBA should wait and play the following season. Put, you know, why put ourselves and players in Florida, you know, as cases increase? T shirt for sale. T shirt for sale after this. Women Lives Matter. Women lives matter. I mean, it's really I'm about to move, and I'm standing there with a black fist. Totally, uh, totally. Whatever we need to do, you know, and it's just absolutely crazy. And I, I'm, I'm gonna go to, you know, to, you know, there's some people out here asking some questions, and I love it when they do. You know, uh, we love it when you're watching, but we we love it even more when you ask us questions. And we got Hoop Nation out there, and it says, and that's for for the girls, if you all were playing in the WNBA now, would you be all in for the players in the bubble? We'll start with you, champ, since you were, you know you were talking last. 
Would you would um, you be a part of this bubble? No, I would not play. I would be, you know, championing, you know, social justice, leveraging this time to make the world better for when we do come back and play. And um, or or if like my girls were like, come on, you, you we need you to play. We need you, your voice inside the bubble. Then I would be doing some of the stuff you read in the in the article, which is like, let me see. Let me I got the white glove out. Let me see the code. Let me make sure everything is up to code before I put my life in danger along with my girls. And so I would either totally not play and just be out there with the flag and doing all that stuff, raising hell, or if I thought there was a way we actually could get it done, but it's got to be completely transparent, above board, everybody, I mean, like, it would, people wouldn't enjoy it the way I would want it because it would be like a military boot camp. But if that's going to save lives and we're going to get to play longer later, then why don't we all do this, right? Because I'm about the longevity of our game, not, you know, right now for this 50 Gs that I'm getting this summer. Like, let's make sure we can, like, I can build wealth later on so and that we can be here living to to play in the WNBA 20 30 years from now. <laughs> Come on godmother. You know like from the jump you heard what I said. You know, I think there was an opportunity like when we were talking about the money in the beginning. I think that I would have probably I can tell you right now I wouldn't have been in the bubble only because <laughs> I think that my life is worth more than um, the money that, that they're making. I thought that, um, and I don't want to call anybody out because I know everybody's trying to do their best, but I'm just going to make my statement and say it. I felt that the WNBA, the WNBPA, the Players Association, as well as ESPN, who support the league and all the teams, they missed a golden opportunity to truly show that they support women in sports. They could have paid all the players their money and let them all participate on their platforms. You know, I give a big shout out to Converse mm -hmm. that when mm -hmm. Natasha Cloud elected out the play WNBA contract, they could have revamped like they need to revamp and came back with some good marketing. And they could have used all the players' voices to market the league, to get on the same page with all the social justice issues. Um, this is why I, I was an advocate before. If they were going to go there, they need to be paid all their money, not contingent on finishing the games. Because women in sports, we matter. We matter. And just to go and play two, 22 games and put my life on the line, no, it's not worth the max salary of $250,000. They could have paid the women that and put put every woman possible that wanted to be on a platform to have their voice they voice they voice they voice heard and be seen. Natasha Cloud. Now you know she plays in the WNBA. They still could have got viewership. They could they could have still could have maximized the league talent without having to put the women at risk. And like Fran said, and like you said, Goody. Um, okay, I haven't heard about the smart rings. I heard all the way up until this week and this morning. That Absolutely. These are from agents and from players that people still don't know, okay, we're going to be tested. What's the protocol? You still had a lot of players saying, um, are we going to have this? Nobody told me what the health concerns were. Then you limit the number of people or the num then you limit the number of staff that can go in the bubble. Then whatever you had as far as on the doctor staff, you need to double up and triple up 
right along with, as I've always said for the last couple of weeks, when you go in a situation like this where, you know, people can, gonna, how do you say, get cabin fever, going to want to go out, mm-hmm. I still think you could have invested in some, some psychiatrists to go in there with you because the difference is um, you can have a psychiatrist on the screen and you can shut them down or say you're too busy, but it's easier if you have psychiatrists, people with mental health, because that's, that's real. That's real in sports nowadays. And life coaches, you need to take those into the bubble because guess what? Every team ain't going to be winning, and there are going to be some problems when teams are not winning. People are going to be pissed. Stuff ain't going to go right. Do you, you know, and when I'm talking to my friend, my friend's going to agree with me. But if I got all these resources that are actually in the bubble too, if I'm going, at least I can walk over and have a private conversation face-to-face, not, not via, oh, we can provide that via the computer. Yeah, and as a player, I can turn it off, or I can tell you that I'm okay, and you can believe me because you're not sitting in front of me. So, no, I wouldn't have went in the bubble. I think that they could have paid all the players their money. They could have got a sponsor to sponsor this, and I'm sure people are be like, oh, that's you just said the nonpenny told her. Remember, I know you're saving a lot of money by planning one space. ESPN don't have to set up around the world. <laughs> they got 22 games. If you were playing in a regular season, 34, we already knew that, okay, out of 34, 17 was going to be on the road, so you're going to have to pay for that anyway. So you're only adding a couple more games that you're going to pay, be paid for. EMPN doesn't have to move. They don't have to use multiple crews, so crews, so they're saving a lot of money there. I would have just paid the players, and I would have went out on a limb and said, we support women in sports. We want to keep the moms, the sisters, the aunts, we want to keep them safe. And we're just going to do a serious marketing campaign to maximize our players to put them in as many areas as we can to still keep the WNBA viable. So, you know, I know that was a long answer. No, I wouldn't have played. I would have opt out. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I mean, it just, you know, they, they spent $800,000 for each team to pull this off. In the WNBA, that's the salary. <laughs> well, and you got to realize, too, and like oh, I said, like, come on, remember, like, you all this money, you guys. Well, so, and also, Goody, remember this. I was an executive vice president, general manager, which means I know the business as well, that ESPN last year gave each team more than a million dollars to televise those games. There's the players' money right there. There's the players' And they're money. saving, and all the money that's being saved, because realize now that you're standing housing, you may be paying something. I'm sure they got a deal on that. I'm sure they went in and got a price on that. So you're not paying for rental cars. The players don't have the rental cars. You're not paying for bus transportation to and from the airport, from the airport to the gym. You're not paying for player housing back at home. You know, it's a whole bunch of things that you're not paying for that you could have just played the paid the players, and um, it, it would have been easier just for them to stay home and maximize their talent, get the top players, um, get the rookies, get some of the other players that people want to hear from. I mean, it could have been a huge campaign. Don't get me wrong, and other people are going to say, well, they can still do that now while they're playing. Of course they can. But at the same time, I'm sitting in my living room watching watching them put their lives on the line. Don't they have a right to be safe as well? Yeah, I mean, I agree with it 100%. You know, I mean, we're always in agreement, you know, over here 
uh, from the former players' perspective, you know, and I, you know, I, a lot of times I'll sit and I listen to you and you be like, I'm challenging this world. Well, today I'm a challenger. I'm, I'm challenging, I'm challenging Terry to come on this show. I'm challenging uh, all of them to come on the show. Come on the show and give us your take. You know, <laughs> we're not, we're not over here bashing you. You know, we're we're not doing that. We, you know, we're for, you know, we're for WNBA players that you know out here passionate about what we do and um, giving a different perspective from it. You know. And uh, I just wanted to be to be known that this isn't a bash party. Sunday brunch isn't a bash party. We over here with our perspectives, you know, and, uh, you know, we bring a lot to the table. We bring a lot to the forefront. And I know that, uh, you know, uh, every now and then they reach out to you, Penny. So if they want to reach out, they can reach out in regards to that. You know, come on the show. Come on Sunday brunch. Let us know. How can we partner? You know, we've talked about all types of things, you know, behind the scenes and, and things that we could bring to the table. You know, but it seems it seems like uh, they don't want to hear our take. <laughs> well, just like I said last week, and I and I always want to reiterate because you know the bottom line is you have I, I really want to say this everybody is trying to put their best foot forward to make this happen. Absolutely. But that's why I said you know being a general manager for 20 years, I also thought for the women perspective when they went into the bubble, that they should have allowed all the coaches to elect another 10 to 15 players that would also go into the bubble, that if someone got hurt, the player is already in the bubble. So these are the 15 people because the coaches elected the next best 15, that we know they're going to be injuries. They're going to be injuries because someone's going to get, unfortunately, I hope that no one gets sick, but they're going to be injuries. They're Mm -hmm. going to be people that going to get cut. So you have 15 people that are already in the bubble. So now you don't have to reach out and bring someone in that once again, that could be asymptomatic and get everybody sick, right? But I know everybody's trying to do their best and I support the league because it it has to be there. I just think that a bigger statement could have been made by saying, we're going to play next year and we're going to support women basketball and we're going to play all these ladies their salaries. Now in saying that, I want to say some positive things that if they are going to play, I'm I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to support them, and I'm going to watch and I'm going to support because I don't know if this is Subers last year or Diana Taurasi that's coming back. Players that are amazing players that you know I think are going to be fun to watch. I think they're great leaders, and you know it's going to be a lot of people in there that's going to um, bring a lot of energy. And of course, I want to see how it goes. You know, I'm still going to support the league, but I just think a bigger message would have been sent. Like, we're going to pay you, and we're going to figure it out, and we're going to, and we're still going to maximize our voice a different way. I just think we might have missed that boat right there. Yeah. Hey, Goody, let me throw throw let me throw this question out to the group, Goody, uh, because I've been talking to some current WNBA players about this. What do y'all think about the fact that some of the stars have opted out? What opportunities do you think that presents for the ones that are there? You know, so some people who may have been in the shadows, yes, now yes, can yes. come out of the shadows. That's what's exciting yeah. about it. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna take the danger away and just say, okay, I'm gonna support the league that I played in and that I want to be here when I'm gone. If I just take that negative potential slant out of it and just go look at the opportunity that some players have because some of the stars are not playing. What do y'all think of that? Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's awesome, you know, and I was, you know, because I look around at, you know, a lot of different, um, 
pages, you know, WNBA pages, you know, on Instagram and stuff like that. And I, you know, I really, you know, over the years, it's been 23 years, you guys, I, over the years, I really wish that they would do a better job marketing, you know, and getting these players' faces out there because they, they always, and they've always been accustomed to, and I don't, I don't get this, but you always put the same faces out there, same faces out there, providing opportunity for the same faces when there's other faces out there, you know, and this is a great time a great time you know uh, where the WNBA should use this platform this year you know to you know to get those faces out there of those players that people are not so familiar with you know and uh, of course you got to play as well you know you put you got you know your faces out there you know you got to have some game with that face too you know you got to earn that that as well so I'm not taking it away from those players that earn their keep and like you know hey you're getting a couple of perks because you're putting it out there on the floor and you're doing work but I, like I said, like, you know, really, that, that would be awesome, you know, for them to uh, really use this platform to make people become familiar with, um, you know, some other faces. And, you know, it, which, which also it leads me to another concern, and we can, we can, we can talk about this as well. Um, you know, the, the, just the television. You know, what platforms are going to actually be streaming these games? You know, it's like we always get stuck in one or two platforms. You know, I'd love to see us on more platforms instead of on ESPN and ESPNW or where, where you can expect to see. Like, you know, do we have other companies that are out there putting us on other platforms? Because it's not always all about TV now. You know, we're, we're getting away from TV. You know, we could be on Internet. You know, where streaming is, you know, is the highest right now anyway. You know, so, you know, Penny, I know we all get long winded because we're we're passionate about what we what we do and what we talk about. And so you think about somebody says one thing and then it's a segue, it's a segue to something else, you know, and I'm glad, you know, that, you know, Candace did decide to opt in, you know, and that was big. And and the, and the WNBA needed to hear something like that because we had nine players and probably seven Six or seven of them were heavy hitters on their team. Say, I'm not playing. They had to have somebody come in, you know, like a Candace Parker and save the day because it couldn't have been anybody else. Well, you had a lot of other players that were already in. Elena Deladon was in. You know, you yeah. still have Neka Gumake. Let's not forget Sylvia Files. Then you had the, the, the two goats and the, 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 the two biggest in the league. You have Sue Bird, Dinah Taurasi, Brittany Griner. You had a lot of players that were already um, in Saving the Day. And without these players, you know, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be a league. You can look on every team, you know, and this is, I love the question that Fran threw out there about other players rising now, but I do think we need to do a better, just skipping back to the other question, of promoting this, some of these other players, and this is why you have to promote them. Let the let the fans choose who they want to. Um, um, this is why when I was at the Sparks organization, I made sure on those tickets that people have when we were doing tickets. We went the last year. We went to we went away from tickets because people could just have a pass and get in because you know everything's electronic now. But when we were doing players on tickets, I made sure that every player was on that ticket. You know, like that their face got to be shown, you know, and then the other tickets will be multiple people that not just your stars, but people that were at the end of the bench because you don't win without them as well, you know. But, um, yeah, you have to you have to promote the league better. I think that um, you're going to get to see some new faces. And 
it's going to be nice, but I'm also going to look forward to seeing some of the, the old faces as well. But getting back to the original question, yeah, Candace opted in, but you forgot. Sue Bird was already in. Donna Taurasi was in. Brittany Griner was in. Um, Elena Deladon was in. Courtney Vandersloot was in. Um, then you have, it's, it's, it's so many great players, and I'm sure everybody's, I mean, look at who's coming back. Brianna Stewart's coming back. She's in. Angel McCarty, you know, people who haven't seen in two years, she's in. So it's still going to be a, a very, very exciting lead, you know. And unfortunately, Liz Cambridge just said she was out, you know. But, you know, it's still, I always say, there are always going to be players, stars that replace stars. And it's always, the WMA is always going to be here just like the NBA is always going to be here. It's still going to be fun to watch. I just hope that getting back to my original thing where every player has to understand that the league has done the best that they done done now. It's up to the players to, to follow the rules, keep themselves safe as well as someone else safe in order to pull this off this year. It's on the players. Look, also to extend that, think about this. We're talking about the WNBA only playing whatever half a third of the year. Think about the college game. Think about the college what the colleges yes. are going through right now, because that's who's going to be playing next year. How like, how crazy is it that we got to also be thinking about what are these college student athletes doing? Are they everything we've said about the pros is even more so for them? They're even crazier because they they're living a social connected <laughs> world, you know, like they stand in, they having pool parties, they doing all this, and you just like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? So then we got to. Are they going to have a season? That's the other thing. Good. That would be good to have somebody on, like, in a college talking about, are they going to get to have a season, you, you know, and then it's just going to be. And you can't put them in the bubble. Yes, exactly. You can't put them in the bubble. You can't put them in the bubble. It's crazy. So. And you then cannot put them in the bubble. Right. <laughs> again, and if you're talking about again, economics. You put them in the bubble. Yeah, it's crazy. And if you're talking about economics at the college level, oh, they're about to hit be hit hard. And that's why mm -hmm. a lot of coaches have been having to take salary cuts. You notice in college yep. they've been laying off staff. That's yep. that's a whole different that's a whole different um that's a whole different category. Whole different thing. That, and no that impacts us. Yeah. Impacts impacts the the rookies coming in, impacts the folks who are gonna be coming in in the uh, graduating class. Like, how good are they going to get to be in college that last year? Because we don't even know if they're going to get to play. Yeah. Another I mean, thing we need to touch on, Goody, as far as the WNBA that we haven't talked about, you know, we talked about it in the past when, you know, I brought up about we're still just talking players, we're not talking coaches. Look at Dan Hughes. Dan Hughes opted out this week to you know not go with his team, and I understand why. He just had a bout with cancer. Yeah, you, know, you have Mike Tebow, um, Bill Lambeer, Marianne Stanley. You have so many coaches yeah. that are in that category of if they get infected, it could be it could be the end. And this mm -hmm. is this is um, this is what's um, so troubling about this. And, and I get it that everybody needs their money and, you know, the men, they're making millions. The women, the women yep. are not making millions. Yep. They're, they're, this is why we could have, we, we, this is where I say we missed the mark on, hey, let's pay the women, put them on platforms and the word still gets out. Because look at it now. Natasha Cloud is more known 
now than she ever was. <laughs> Renee Montgomery, these are players that people probably, some people never heard of, but they're yeah. known now. And it wasn't because of a basketball, it's because of what they stood up for. And it's just one of those things where it could have been huge what Converse is doing for Natasha Kyle playing that salary if we could have found a way to pay for the women's salary. You know, I guarantee if you probably were to even go over there to the men's NBA league and be like, hey, women ain't gonna play this year. You guys, you wanna, anybody wanna sponsor, help and support the women while they're not playing to keep them safe? You know, they're not making millions. You know, I don't want nobody to lose their mom, their sister, mm -hmm. their daughter, or somebody. Why? Because we wanna bring them back sports, you know? And like I said, that's just my personal opinion. I'm not, I'm more proud of who, whatever anybody wants to do. This is a personal opinion. So I don't want everybody to be like, oh, pity you. Yeah, oh, no, this is a personal opinion. But yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot to ask. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely cheering for them. I want them to be successful. And if I got to choose between the men and the women, I'm going to say that we're going to do it all the way to the end. Um, and, uh, and you know, always our, do. our commitment is definitely different. And, um, you know, even if they had a told, if, even if they hadn't put a stipulation on there saying, listen, uh, you guys can't go out. We wouldn't have went out. We, 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 we would stick to our guns to make sure that it's successful, you know, and, you know, looking at it, it's just so scary because I, I'm, I'm watching each team is differently. Um, and there's a difference between having a, having a younger coach you have a young coach and you have a coach that, that, you know, that's, that's at that, in that gray area where they can possibly get sick. And so, you know, I have a coach that's dear to me, coach Stanley, that's over there. And, yes. you know, she, she, she has to literally wear the gloves and the mask. If she don't, if she not doubling up on the mask or maybe has something inside the mask that's giving her a little extra protection, or she definitely has to be one of those people that has on that N95. You know, there's certain people that wear those little skimpy ones, those younger kids will wear the skimpy ones. Um, but then you got people who have to, like them, like Tebow, and, you know, they have to have the N95 on. So she's got to sanitize every single ball after every use because she can't afford anything. So she's got to have this extra, you know, that she has to do with her team, where there's other teams that may have a younger coach and they're not paying as much attention to that. So, you know, why don't we have the same masks all across the board? And I don't mm -hmm. see some people have on these little flimsy masks and then some people have on better masks. You know, we all have the same stuff on all across the board. We're following the same protocol across the board. You don't get to not sanitize your hands because you're younger, you know, right. or you're not in that category that could get sick. It's got to have this. We have to have the same, uh, you know, mm -hmm. protocol all across the board. And so, you know, if we can clean that up and, you know, when the girls get there tomorrow, you know, I want them to get there and those rings are being placed on their finger like they're standing at the altar. You know, like I don't want to <laughs> be where we're going into an environment and we don't have those rings. Why not? You know, listen, send me a ring. Get the former <laughs> ring. Keep us all safe. If we're gonna set the stage and we're gonna be the precedent, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be the the, the we're gonna set the bar. Then damn it, let's set it high. Let's set it so that nobody else can, you know, nobody else can even, you know, mm -hmm. supersede it. But you know, we got a lot of sports sports that are sitting around watching us. We got some people that are sitting around watching us, you guys, that are that are waiting for us to fail. 
You know, we got people out here like us, of course, we're going to cheer for it. But there's people over there going, yeah, look at them idiots. You know, look at them. Let them go in head first. Somebody's got to go in head first. Yeah. You know, just like with this COVID, well, I got the in the third wave. Somebody got to go into each one of those waves head first. So we're going into the first wave of trying it out. We're going in head first. Everybody's going to use this as a benchmark. We need this. We need to set the benchmark so high that it's like almost like, oh, they can't even do what we're doing. You know? One thing I will say about the W, and I'll challenge all the men teams out there, that if anybody can pull it off, it's going to be the WNBA. I'm telling you. Because I, I was... they are trying to do all that they can do with limited resources. Back to something that you said, Goody. I guarantee you the men got far more resources, got far more doctors over there, got far more everything than mm -hmm. what the women got. We pulled off the virtual draft first, and we will pull off this first. And what happens in the WNBA, and they won't admit it on, like, on record, will be the standard for football, yep. baseball, even though it started, yep. all that. You know, because you're not going to get a better test model and trying to put things in place than what the WNBA is doing. And that's and this is why, even though I would have been a player that opt out, I'm pulling for them 100% because every, the, the athletes, the organization, everybody tries to do the best that they can do over there. You know, and if anybody's going to make it, it will be the WNBA. And I, I was going to say um, when Goody was talking that you all are trailblazers. You know, just look through uh, history, right? Like, who else? No other big-time athlete, you know, modern day, is going to skip a season to fight injustice. You know, shout-out to Maya Moore, you know, and others. You know what I mean? LeBron, no disrespect, he's not going to do something like that, you know what I mean, in his prime. Um, and I do agree that if not, if no other organization is going to do it, it's going to be the WNBA. And you guys are the blueprint of it. And, you know, like you said, others won't admit it, but you have been that. You know, just as an outsider looking in, um, that's why I admire you all so much, you know, um, because you do it with, like you said, limited resources. I mean, let's think think about it. Almost 20 years deep. Well, no, 20 years deep, you know, yeah. that they, they were uh, expecting, they didn't expect the WNBA to even be, at, be here, you know, this long. And um, I just want to touch on something Goody had mentioned about the marketing. Um, I think, you know, that we, we touched on live stream. I think that's a great opportunity to build the organization, these lesser known players up because again, the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball are going to the, it's the old model, you know, cable, right? But how many people are cutting cable? You know, you see G League games are on um, 
YouTube, uh, what's that? The YouTube Live or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be a great, I don't know who's the person or people to pull it off, but it'll be great to have the WNBA game on Hulu Sports, oh, YouTube. No. Um, Apple TV, all that. They were on Twitter last. We, the, you could watch the games last year on Twitter. So they were streaming games on different platforms. You know, okay. the W did integrate that last year, where some of the games you you could find them on some of the social media platforms. Well, we, they get in there. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. You know, they get, I do remember that. We we need to. You know, like we. I'm not. I, it's not just up to you all. You know what I mean? We are in this to, all together. We have to market that even more and share it. You know what I mean? Like, because again, um, I work with tons of young ladies, you know, and they're looking for, they want somebody that they can uh, identify with. I'm not mm -hmm. able to give them that. You know what I mean? I can coach them, train them, whatever. But they're asking, oh, coach, this, that, and the third. Well, you know, like you said, it was on Twitter last year. All right. But how many of us knew that outside of, you, you see what I'm saying? And that's no, but not then did, did. I, I will say this, and not to interrupt you, but I want to say this yeah. because being a general manager and being a player in this league and Goody and Friend, you can say what you think after this. Here's my problem with, like you say, marketing and stuff, because the league do marketing and they talk about it. But if you take the NBA, when the men players are going to the NBA, their knowledge of the NBA, and they know where they're going to a team, and they know who they're going to have to compete against. But mm -hmm. why at the lower level, everybody wants to coach women's basketball, but they're not exposing them and telling their players, even at a young age, hey, as opposed to playing a video game, Turn on that WNBA TV. Let me print out what the WNBA schedule is and give it to you. Because as a general manager, it's frustrating when I get players from the college level and everybody said they wants to play in the in the WNBA, but they can't name me after five players. After your Maya, your Candace, your NECA, you can't even name the players when all the games are on TV now. You can find every WNBA game you want to find on TV. All the games on TV between ESPN um nba tv um espn um, um w like espn 2 like 209 or direct tv and 202 all the games on tv but why aren't all the college coaches or high school coaches are saying hey the women are going to be on now let's go home and watch a game or before COVID 19 let's go watch a game collectively as a team and break down that wnba game because the WNBA, I'm gonna tell you something. That's one thing, they are putting the message out there. It's out there. Do they have to do a better job? No matter what you do, you always gonna have to do a better job. But I also say it's up to the consumer, it's up to these coaches, it's up to these moms and dads that know that their child inspired to get to the WNBA to say, hey, guess what? Let's sit down and watch a game. Because men know who they're gonna play against. But there's so many women that come to the W and they don't know the product. And everybody be like, oh, the WNBA needs to do more. Help us. The WNBA been saying for years, help us. When you got a woman's team, far as I'm concerned, you have an obligation to say, guess what, as a team collectively, that the women are on this Saturday or Sunday. And guess what, as a team, we're going to sit and watch this league. 
some things you have to invest in and you have to do yourself because there's only so much that the organization can do on its own. But everybody inspires to get there, but don't know the history. Don't know, you know, um, only thing I want to bring the WBA. Okay, can you name me anybody besides that one or two stars on the team? But if you get to a men's team, ask yourself. A lot of people can name you who's on the men's team. So some of this work is getting unfair in the backlash to the W when I'm saying, hey, you got to, you got to, you got to educate yourself now. You have no excuse because guess what? Just like you said, there's the internet. The W's always sending stuff out. When the men's NBA is at the end, we say the WNBA is coming, but people have to help us. No one entity can do everything. People got to help. You're coaching women. You have an obligation to expose them to this. You can tell me what you think, Fran, about what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I think there's always men's sports. Men are, have always just been more celebrated athletes. So we know more money's going to pour into them um, for marketing and all that great stuff. I think we have to, We our sport has always been grassroots. We know that we played in college. We know that we had thousands of people watching us because women who ran our athletic department, Joan, what was Joan's last name? Italian, your, your coach. Bonavicini. Um, Bonas, Bonas, yeah, exactly. So Joan, I mean, like those people were in the trenches. And I don't think that women are, we're not championing the, our sport yes. um, at every level like we used to when we had to. And um, and I think that's a part of it, but but it's a matter of just doing better. And and as to your point is like all these trainers who are who are training women and girls, definitely a part of your contract if you're going to train my daughter is that my daughter should be taken taken to a WNBA game at least ten times a season. Like that's how I that's the level of accountability I believe we have to have of men who claim they support our game. Show me, show me that you support it. And I, I agree with both y'all. That's why I'm saying me, I'm saying it's not on you all. It's yeah. all of us collectively. You know what yeah. I mean? Agree. You know. So. Uh, I mean, I don't have my glasses on, but uh, cuz you kind of look like Snoop. Like, is it my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, cuz I don't have my glasses on. What's your hey. voice? Hey, Fred. <laughs> I get that weird, man. <laughs> What's in that glass, friend? Talk about that bill. What's in that glass? That was that my you second drinking. thing. My second hey, thing was oh that I'm drinking my old, I'm like, I'm out. Is this show you over? Did. Your I'm new name is going to be Snoop from now on. Look, hold up, hold up. It I get that from time to time, but you're the only <laughs> black person that ever asked me that. It's usually white people. <laughs> or tell me that, I should say. Oh and you my know, gosh. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's too funny. You know, you get to that age where the glasses start acting up. But listen, I got some baby. <laughs> You don't start squinting and be in denial. I went through that whole thing. I got readers on right now. So. I tell you what, it happens, and we all try to define nature, but it's all good. <laughs> the best thing Margot Dedek told me is, goody, 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 go get the laser, go get the laser. I said, Margot, I don't want you to I'm telling you for the future, go get the laser. <laughs> Margot Dedek, that's my girl, God bless her. I tell you what, now you made me go into my phone, Penny, 
for some interesting facts because I'm really serious about this streaming, you know, and uh, the streaming platforms. And we'll talk about this off the cuff. Okay, now we're going to talk about, we're going to go to 2019 in the WNBA games by channel. Okay, now we have the seven platforms. All right, you got League Pass, you got CBSSN. You got NBA TV, you got Twitter, which you mentioned, which ain't all that great, ESPN2, ABC, and ESPN. Now, let me tell you what their numbers are, the numbers of games, okay, out of 100, okay? League Pass, throwing 88 games. Thank you, League Pass. You're going to, of course, stream your own company's stuff. Right. Right. All right, that's the WNBA. CBS SN, 40 games. The NBA TV, 40 games. Twitter, 20. ESPN, 2, 11. ABC, 3. ESPN, 2. And Goody, you got to take this into account, too. Those are the platforms that are national. The Sparks also carry every game on Spectrum. Mm -hmm. You have you have teams that have individual television contracts. Phoenix, Seattle, ourselves, just to name a few. And uh -huh. and and you know we get resources from those channels. So the ones that you're talking about is what the league is doing. And because you notice Spectrum is not even on there. If you mm -hmm. want to see every Sparks yeah. game, you can yeah. all, all the Sparks games. What they do. Besides the ones that are national, when you go to ESPN or mm -hmm. NBA TV wants to do them. So, so that's where stuff is a little screwed because a lot of teams have television, individual television deals that are not mentioned in the resources or the research that you just, you just, um, that you just shared with all of us. And that, and that is because literally you can see every Sparks game. You're going to see it on ESPN or you're going to see it on Spectrum. Exactly. So it's and then, just like, like I told you, that's why when they went to streaming on Twitter, and that's why I say the league is constantly. I gotta, I gotta give them two thumbs up because they're always constantly trying to make sure that everybody's exposed to the WNBA. They get mm -hmm. two thumbs up for that for me. Then this is yep. where any yep. every individual team, just like I'm asking everybody else to do some work to seek us out. Now they got to go out and get their own platforms because they can't do everything. But like I said, those are the national platforms. But you can see all the Sparks games. You can see all the Seattle games. You can see all the Phoenix. And if I were to dig a little deeper into some of the other teams, um, I'm sure they have some. Um, um, they have their own television station that's uh, broadcasting the game, just like New York. Um, I forget what they're called. Um, um, all their games are, are, are broadcasted. So it's it's. It's just a different platform, but all the games are there for you to see. Here, I have a quick question, you guys. Um, Penny, if if you were still with the Sparks or even with any team at this point during COVID, I think there's a huge opportunity for local businesses, regional, some of the, you know, Absolutely. not the Coca-Colas or whatever, to be involved with these teams. That's a great way to get more exposure and more more spotlights on the WNBA is by letting smaller brands be your partner 
So like I have a I have a beverage coming out. I would I would reach out to every WNBA team, be like, let's do a deal. <laughs> now it's COVID. Like, come on, seriously. You know what I mean? This is gener this is yeah. revenue generating ideas. Yes, exactly. With, so, you know what I'm saying? How, and so, do you how much do, do you know how much you could get done right now? You could get yes. so much done. Like what you're saying, reaching out to the smaller markets. Yep. If I can tell you right now, if I'm Carol Collins, who runs the, the Olympic team, you know, yep. and they have their pool of players, I'll be shooting all my content to get ready for the Olympics next year, because you're going to have time to do that as yep. well. In 2021, because all the players, now you don't have to say, hey, what's your schedule? When can we fly you in to get this done? They are all right there. All the Nike athletes are right there. It's so much content that you can get ready for now, even the league, even when this is over, you know, for Halloween or Christmas or the new year or going into the next season, you have all the players in one avenue. This is what I'm saying when I'm saying you're saving a lot of money. Yeah. You can put, you can have so many different marketing plans that you can have in the can and ready to roll out that is unreal. And like what you're saying, reaching out to some of the smaller businesses to get a piece of it because the games are going to be on TV. Yeah. And guess what? The ratings are going to be through the roof because everybody wants sports to come back. Yeah. You know, whatever yeah. you were selling for a commercial, now it doubles. And, exactly. and people are going to pay it because people exactly. want to see the product. Yeah. So this is why I say it's going to it's going to be, I think this is going to be business-wise, they're going to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, um, I just hope they take a, advantage of having all the players in one spot. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just, you know, it's just such a perfect opportunity, you guys. I get the more we talk about it, you know, um, you know, the more outlets, you know, you see us on, you know, you see outlets like Bleacher Report, you got the outlets like Slam, you got ESPNW, you know, um, uh, and the athletic cover way right now. So like all of these outlets that we could use just to just, to, you know, and and the more sponsors you're talking about, you hit it on the head with the local sponsors coming in. Yep. You know, and this is what drove WNBA in the beginning when it first started. You know, these little smaller local companies, and then all of a sudden we get a little bigger and then we forget about that. Exactly. You have a certain amount of money to be invested in the league. We can have certain tiers of investments. You know, we know how to do this. You know, have certain tiers of investments for people. Yep. Okay. Just because they only have $50,000 don't mean that we don't want it. That's right. No. I mean, think about it. Think about the ABL minority businesses. Thank you. How come with like how come Revlon ain't out here? How come yeah. Dark and Lovely is it like we're, we're, it's predominantly black? The league is predominantly black. How come I don't see anybody um on on you know for Dark and Lovely? Yeah. How come I don't see our products that are out there? Kemi oil. Come on, are we, yeah. are we serious right now? Let's not talk about hair. All of the hair care products. I'm always wondering, like, why is it? What are these people doing over here in the WNBA? You know what I'm saying? I am inviting people. I am inviting you, Kathy yeah. Engelman. Leaving Kathy a lot Engelman. of money. A lot of money, on the, a lot okay. of money on the table. A lot of money on the table. Leaving millions on the table. All of them. Shelly Jackson, Kathy <laughs> Engelman. Talk about me. Come on Sunday brunch, and we can sit there. At the round table, we get you out of your situation overnight. Right, exactly. Hold on, I, I, I want to say this, friend. I want to say this one thing because I got to toot my horn to you. Talk about yeah. millions. They need someone to help them get millions. Y'all need to hire friends. What because friend, <laughs> right over there. Friend, now, now we got millions dollars for her own program. 
She don't wait Fran is a whole separate show. Program so she can show go and help them get some millions. <laughs> so Fran, I want to say, hey, I know your work, girl. I know your work, and you, it's you right, done incredible work getting your program funded for millions. <laughs> Maybe you need to go over there and give a little group in on how you do it. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's out there. You know, we are, in, yeah. we are educated. We are educated. We don't leave school early so that we can go and make millions we get our we get our degree yeah. we got our masters we have our phds we're lawyers out there you know graduating marketing all the way to whatever yeah. it is that you need you know we we know we're in high places and so um you know i just think that it's just a meeting of the minds we need to have a a, a serious meeting of the minds and just not a meeting of the minds that you want to be sitting in that table if you really want to get some stuff done we really got to have so have a meeting of the minds of the people that really are going to be able to get it done and that's w, the bottom w, I w, said, we can hook you up we can hook you up we can hook you up like <laughs> we got the godma over there and and, and tell you uh, bottom line is you know i always like i say at the you know winding down towards the end of the show always you know let 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 each person that's on the panel give you know their final take and whatever that may be whatever it is that you want to speak to you know in a positive light about all of these things if it could be words of encouragement to the kids that are out there uh that are going to be starting this season tomorrow that you know attention is going to be high tomorrow godma yeah. Tension's going to be hard, high tomorrow, Gamma. You might want to give them some tips on what they got to do. Yeah. Because bottom line is going into that training camp, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, it's going to be on an all-time high. People, the, the nerves are going to be crazy, you know. It'll be an absolute great time like we already talked about. We got, They're going to definitely need some people in there for some mental health issues because it's going to be crazy, you know. And I just, like I said, I give them all of my love and uh encouragement to get through this time because it, it, it's tough times i know for me i'm 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 you know on pens and needles and i i don't even have to go into the bubble but i'm on pens and needles for people that i know that are going into the bubble and i want them to be safe so you know uh we're gonna start off with the champ because you came in first i'm wearing my comments red Bing, um, bing, bling, bling, blinging, and pinky ringing. Some blings and rings and things. Um, but I would just say, you know, I told this story yesterday. I was in a conversation. And I said when I was at Texas the first year, I hadn't put, been playing basketball that long, and I was having trouble with conditioning. And my coach finally just said, you know, stop looking at the clock, stop wondering which place you're coming in, and just run. So that stuck with me. That's what I took into the WNBA. That's what I took into business. Like sometimes you just got to forget about all the distractions, the COVID and all the stuff that you think you don't have and just put your head down and run. Like it is such a metaphor for success in life. Sometimes you're not going to know how things are going to work out. You're not going to know whether you're going to get the funding that you think you're going to. Sometimes you just got to do the work and just put your head down and run. That's what I did. It worked out. And, uh, you know, I got a couple rings because of that, that whole mentality. So that, that's, that's my, that's my words of encouragement to all of us. You know, it's for me too. Like, sometimes I'm like, God, when am I going to get out of this? Like, I haven't driven since March 8th. I'm like, like I'm quarantined, literally. I'm like, just put your head down and run. Like, 
I'm still getting deals done because I'm not backing up. You know, I'm not retreating and going, oh, woe is me. Like, when am I going to get to do this? Where's my car? Like all that. I'm just like, you know, let me see how many deals I can get done in my room. Let me see how many deals I can get done on the internet. Let me see how many things I can help people with by doing, you know, you inviting me on. I get to support people, help people, see people that I love and respect. You can get some stuff done, y'all, but you just got to put your head down. You know, you got to put your head down and run. Absolutely. I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? And in the words of the tramp, run, Forrest, run! (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yes. Yes. Come on, Big. Give us some closing thoughts. Come on, Snoop. (laughs) Just be conscious of others. You know, we're in this together. You know what I mean? So that means... uh, you know, fighting for justice, um, this corona thing, and everything else. You know, just take care of your well-being and think about other people's well-being. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. Good work. Compassion. You know, compassion. Being considerate. You know, uh, consideration really is important. It, it's gone out the window, you guys. Um I mean, you just think about, you know, in the in the very beginning of the COVID, how we would see all of these scenes of old people standing to the side crying because people were knocking them out of the way just to get some toilet paper, which wasn't even something that we needed to have. It doesn't create diarrhea, you guys. What yeah. are you doing? I understand with the paper towels, you're wiping off everything, crazy, alcohol and everything up, but... Dude, that's not even a reaction to the to when you get sick. So it's crazy. So you know, common decency, all of these things that have gone out. So that's you know, that's great conversation. And of course, we always we we always save the godmother for last because she did it big. <laughs> Bring us home. Well, first, well, first friend, it is awesome to see you. Haven't seen you in years. I applaud all the great work you've been doing with your your business. So I want to say hats off to that. And my final thought is this. Um, I'm, I'm going to always champion the W. I, I know they're going to do it right. They're going to mm-hmm. do it well. And like I said earlier, they are going to do it, and they will be the model for all the other sports to be successful. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to them having a successful season. I wish all the players and coaches good luck and good health. And I'm going to be here cheering. So I want to say, when tomorrow comes, players, please do your part. Let's have a successful season, and let us women show the men how to do it. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Absolutely. Word. Word. Absolutely. And I'm sure that's exactly what we are going to do. We are definitely going to show the men how to do it. Um, we always do. I say we are the vehicle through which everything enters into this earth. So we are the most powerful on the planet. So if anybody wants to argue that, you sh- you're more than welcome to. Uh, we got Fran Fran, three, Fran Thea Price out there. Uh, uh, and she's saying that you, you, you're cracking her up right now. So we got some WNBA players out there that are definitely following us and, you know, looking you know, at us. And so we are definitely a model for a lot of other people, especially those who are trying to come up with their own podcasts and their own shows. And I give you all the strength and encouragement um, to do that because, you know, we're out here and we 
have set the stage for uh, for the the young ladies to come, for the, so that they can so that they can have all of the things that we didn't have the opportunity to get. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so we keep it grinding with the leaders out here. And so, you know, I just uh, like I said, I'm always appreciative of you guys being on the show, and to all of the people out there, especially for our podcast. If you have Google Podcast, download us. You got Spotify, download us. You got Breaker, download us. <laughs> you got Overcast, download us. You got Pocket Cast, download us. You got Radio Public, download us. You got Anchor FM, download us. And if you got the podcast on your Apple phone, download us. It gets bigger. Okay, and we don't get big without you guys. Like I said, Sammy Sosa, I love you to death. I love you to life. Put it that way. And in the famous words of the champ, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Crazy. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thank Facebook you. And to all you guys, I'm going to leave you with the last thing. I'll see you later. Oh, oh, oh. My friend. Bring it and bring it. It's a wrap. Never forget your first. You never forget your first. Okay. You're right. You're right. Bye, y'all. Houston versus L.A. Sparks in the house. I love you. (laughs) Don't forget who dethroned you over there. It don't matter, Google. It don't matter. It don't matter, Google. Shout the box. Y'all had oh the ring. We came to get y'all a business. See That's how you got to the first ring anyway, LA. Oh my God. Goody, goody, it's okay, Boo Boo. It's okay. 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 From people who didn't win one. Oh, that is cool. champ. I'm with you, champ. Oh. I'm with you, champ. I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% with you on that, this champ. Is an essential, that is an essential business during COVID, loaning out rings to people Listen. who didn't get one. <laughs> all right, y'all talk all the junk that you want about them rings. The only ring that has any value today in 2020 is the COVID-19 <laughs> ring. I'm going to see y'all later. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Holla back.